The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And the NBA Finals are underway. We got Game 3. Possibly happening by the time you've heard this. Actually, it will have happened by the time you've heard this. Uh, it has happened, and we will wildly speculate what has happened there. But we <laughs> it's are mostly also- going to be about Game Three, even though <laughs> you have seen it, we have not. Oh That's what my this goodness! Be Can about. you believe Clay went thirty-six for thirty-six? Unbelievable! Mm. <laughs> uh, but we are joined by Utah Jazz beat writer and co-host of the Unsalvageable Podcast, Sarah Todd. I'm Miles Gray, and I'm Jack O'Brien, and this is Miles and, and Jack. Jack. Got, Got Mad Boosties. Mad Boosties. Perfect. Perfectly in sync. Nailed it once again. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Sarah. Uh, I know we said that this was a silly podcast hosted by dummies, um, but <laughs> I, I think you. I'm glad that you got to see it in person. Yeah, as yeah, we that nailed was, that intro. That was really, that was really beautiful. I mean, it went along. I mean, the way you described the show to me, it just, it fits so seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> to a broadcast professional such as yourself, this must be eye-opening. That, that So this is your job, uh, you're saying to yourself, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, but thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be on our silly show. Yeah. And no problem. NBA I'm Finals. Not- I'm absolutely, I'm honored. Oh, thank you, Sarah. And we're <laughs> honored by our shared love of David Cross that we did, discovered right before we started recording. Um, yeah, finals. Finals. Sarah, what you thinking? Thoughts? Thoughts? <laughs> NBA, right? NBA. I mean, come on. Okay, who's in it? The war- Warriors and the Celtics. This sounds like a good matchup, huh? Is it weird if I just start out by saying that I really love this Celtics team? 
No, that's no. great. And actually, we have had a severe drought of Celtics love on the podcast. So I'm yes. I'm glad that you said that. And let's dig into it. Tell us what you love. Well, I mean, your our our good friend Jabari Davis will know that I I'm a huge and longtime Larry Bird fan. I've never been like a Celtics fan. I mm-hmm. grew up more of a players fan, and so he was one of my favorite players. But that's neither here nor there. This. Celtics team is really exciting to me. Like, I just, I love Marcus Smart. I love Jason Tatum. I love Jalen Brown. I am excited that Al Horford seems to not be washed. Uh, yeah. I was especially like, nice for a Sixers fan to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, I, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as someone that covers the Jazz, I tell people all the time, like, Al Horford is a perfect example of Mike Conley might not be washed. He just might not be for you. You know? Right. Yeah. And so, like, Maybe Mike Conley will spread his tiny little wings and and go elsewhere and look great, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be with the Jazz. And I mean, I don't have a lot of hope for Al Horford outside of this year. I think he's, you know, father time's undefeated, but he looks great and he's got really long eyelashes and that makes me jealous all the time. And so beautiful eyes, beautiful eyelashes, beautiful eyes and eyelashes, which is really important in the game. People don't give that enough credit. Defenders often get lost in them. Um, (laughs) game one was super impressive he took the game over I have to say it's been two runs have like defined game one and game two the Celtics fourth quarter run was I I was ready to I was like that's it Celtics in four that's like I was I was I thought the series was over because I was like when they do that and I've thought this every time I've seen them play dominant i've seen every team like play well and nobody plays as well as they do when they've got it going i feel yeah he hit what six three-pointers in that first game and then yeah completely just dominated that run i just want to say about al horford as somebody who went to ucla and watched him beat us and also being a lifelong laker fan and watching him come to life as a geriatric millennial on the celtics (laughs) i'm like I've immediately been like, I don't care about those things because now I have generational like camaraderie and allegiance to Al Horford where I'm like, you go out, you yeah. go and show them. I felt really proud of him. I was watching them. I was watching game one with my with my dad, and my stepmom, who are both 83 years old. And I was yelling at the TV like, he's so old, but he can still do it. He's so old. Look at that old man go. And then they're like, how old is he? And I was like, I don't know, like younger than me, <laughs> five years younger than me. Yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Uh, or actually, yeah, he just turned thirty six. Turned thirty six. So. Yeah, good for you. And Al. it's not like his hitting threes. Like I, I expect him to, you know, have have his moments where he gets open from three, and their their offense was really clicking. His defense was like that. Is hard to just pick up like an extra gear on defense when you're thirty six. But his defense was like really. I mean, that's what I think that's also the thing that I'm reacting to when I'm seeing them and I'm like calling it Celtics and four that, that they defend every single person on the floor defends like at a shutdown level at when they're, when they've got it going. And like, I don't think there's anyone else. And then their offenses like really can be pretty unstoppable. It's a, it's a series that I've long been a believer that great offense is not going to be as good as great defense. I like defense mm. better. And so it's a great series to kind of 
maybe give some a data point to that argument because whoever comes out of this, like they're like you said, the Celtics have a great offense and and then on top of that have like the best defense in the year, like in the league this year. The Warriors yeah. have always had a great offense. They're not slouches on defense. So they're like well matched. So it's like, is it gonna be like the offensive juggernaut of Golden State or is it gonna be the defensive juggernaut of the Celtics? And so I hope that there's this thing I've been saying for years that uh, defense oh, yeah. wins championships. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, offense might win some games, but defense wins championships. I don't know if you've seen my t-shirts, but uh, that's a phrase I came up with a couple of years back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what should, what should we talk about? Should we talk about, I mean, Steph opened up game one, making six threes in the first, especially felt like he was on some next level stuff when he, passed it to Clay in the corner and then just turned and started running back down court as Clay like shot and made the three. It was like a level of confidence in himself and his team. That was pretty like that. That that's usually like, I don't know what, what they reserve for when they're like put, putting a team down. Um, right. At the, at the end of a game. And green with a quick outlet to Curry. Hands it to Clay and just runs away. Yeah. <laughs> just look at the confidence. You've seen this movie before. His ability to come down, throw it, and look away. He's not even going. He's like, Sometimes he's open sneak peek, He's getting back. He's not even paying attention. <laughs> he really, it really, it's like the level of, I don't even know if he shot it, but all I know is I got him the ball down there and I'm just going to, all right. I'm yeah, we're good out. here. Yeah. I think we're good He here. finished his job. <laughs> Yeah, right. right. <laughs> He's like, I did my part, and he does the easy bit in the corner like that. He finds out, finds out three possessions later that he missed it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, wait, you missed that? Sorry, I was just <laughs> checking the score. I couldn't. Um, and then, yeah, uh, the, then the run started in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it really felt like it had the rhythm of a lot of Warriors wins, right? Where they're like up 10, you know, the other team like comes back, but then they kind of close them out at the end. And then it, it was like minutes. And the Celtics were up 10. It was yeah. truly because, and that's what, like when I'm talking about the Celtics dominance, it's not just that they're making a run on offense. It's they're making a run on offense and it completely extinguishing your offense on, on the other end in a way that's like demoralizing. It's like, you're not even really getting a shot or like right. you're throwing it up as the shot clock expires, which feels appropriate. Cause it feels like, you know, game two kind of, some some lessons were learned from that game one maybe they had a lid on the basket like it just felt like everything that they were able like small things like little little runners or floaters that like would almost be like given points for the celtics like they they were missing everything yeah and then like when golden state got it going so that would be the second run of the first two games when it got to the point that at the end of the third quarter jordan Poole had the ball and was dribbling it up, was defended by a couple different people, was dribbling, you know, around them like they were parking cones, and then pulled up from midcourt. And as it was leaving his hand, I had no doubt in my mind that that was going in. That's actually my, like, what's dope of the the past week was him just pulling up and the the confidence that I had that that was going in. Um, I I never saw a game end at the end of the third quarter before. <laughs> but it kind of felt like that. it was like fully full on like put the extinct like extinguish the flame with that. Uh yeah. because there really was no coming back and yeah, there was just something about watching that go in just being, you know, feeling like you're completely 
powerless to, to the inevitability of that shot. Yeah, in all honesty, <clears throat> I didn't I didn't watch the fourth quarter because I I fully was like, well, this game's over and just walked away. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I actually rewatched the third quarter <laughs> <laughs> because our our dinner had just come, and so like I was just checking in, and I was like, okay, they're up ten. Like it looks like it's gonna. You know, it's going to be a similar position heading into the fourth quarter. And then I came back in and they were up like 20 and they like Jordan Poole was making a shot from midcourt. And then I had to show my dad who's in town and like rewind it. And as I was rewinding it, I was like, look how quick this run happens. And I went back to like the five minute mark because I thought that's when it started. It starts and then the, the Celtics make another couple threes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, like this. So they were only up six when the run started and the run happened in like two and a half minutes. Uh, it was pretty, pretty wild. Should we check out that, uh, that dagger, deep range dagger? Yeah. For, for old sure. time sakes? Yeah. Let's do it. Celtics get a good look at it. Here comes, Here comes Jordan. Give it you a couple. <laughs> oh, no. Yerp. Also, like, the crossover move. To do a yeah. crossover like that, like a step mm-hmm. in front of the half-court line, is so indignant. It's right. almost, too, like he was doing a step back yeah. to make sure he was behind the three-point line, too. Yeah. Right. Like, it didn't even have, like, the sort of, like, the body shape momentum of someone, like, just throwing it up, like, with their forward no, body moment. he like, meant to do on, that. let me come back <laughs> and just give you that. It was the first oh. step back that almost created a backcourt violation. <laughs> For real. It, it, was, it was cool. And they made it look so easy, and Steph was making, you know, some of his ridiculous deep threes that I started, like, looking at their shooting splits to see, like, so... Are they like fifty percent from like beyond thirty five feet? Yeah, they're uh, over like, thirty. Can this sh- <laughs> over thirty three feet? They're sh- they're shooting eighty percent. Not but like, could this be a weapon? Could this be? Could this be what they just do from now on? Is they just come start coming down and pulling up from the logo? Oh man, that's a pretty far shot, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what we were saying. Like the thing for us about that shot, Sarah, is like that was so far. Like they shot it from so far. Um, that was literally our commentary on it before you joined, <laughs> and then we decided to try and act smarter. But no, you're right. All we could say was that was so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was so far, Miles. Did you see how far that was? No, dude. That's dude, not fair. That's so. That was far. so far. Like when. Oh. You, oh my god. That's not a three uh, pointer. It should be a far pointer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no. Okay. Yeah. And that's why you came to this podcast. Yeah. Thanks. All right. That this was our last really episode. really fun, guys, but look at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in watching this, though, too, before I feel like we didn't really quite predict an outcome, Jack. We were just like, I can see either team winning, but I could honestly really see a reality where the Celtics win. Sarah, did you have a prediction after these first two games or before going into it? And has that changed after, you know, obviously game as as we record this game three hasn't been played, but just off the strength of the first two. Yeah, before the series started, I had said Celtics in seven. And so I'm just going to stand by that. I'm Celtics in six. Yeah. And I stand by that. I think what, what we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm afraid to articulate anything out loud for the universe to deliver the opposite. So I'm going to say those sound those sound good. Okay. Those sound great. Good. Strong Those... take from Miles Gray. I'm... I just don't want to. Say, I just don't want to say. I need to prevent an 18th ring. Warriors, please. And then it's going to be hard cut to 
green and white confetti falling onto my sweaty face as I watched another banner go up. This Celtics team, like these players, are not the players that have the championship banners in the Boston Garden, right? So that's a new right. team. But like, it's either going to the Celtics who have won a ton of titles or like the Warriors dynasty team that has already won a bunch of titles. <laughs> so like, either right. way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green and white confetti falling on your sweaty face as you eat mom's spaghetti. I mean, I thought that's <laughs> where you're going with it. Those, um, those are the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't want to lose yourself in that moment. I'll tell you that much. I'm worried about Jason Tatum's shoulder. Okay. So in that game too, I feel like Wiggins was like molecularly attached to him. Uh, yeah. And it was like, he couldn't shake him. Like, no matter how many screens, like, he was just, like, it was clear what the assignment was for Wiggins. How much of that did you feel like you're, like, he's he's carrying something? Are we giving anything to that defense? How do you how do you look at that? I feel like I noticed it a lot more when the Celtics were on defense. Like, mm. like he wasn't, like, up in guys as much as he has been in the past, uh, at least through, you know, the playoffs. And on some of the switches or even, like, just some of, like, a like pin downs and then they have a guy coming around like sort of back door, but it's, it's a decoy. Like he was just like motionless in those moments and just like letting guys get through. And then I'd see him like running down the court to the other side, like touching his shoulder. And then, right. and I'm just like, get him out of there. <laughs> he's hurting yeah. and he's hurting the team. Now, if movies have taught me anything, he just needs to slam his shoulder into a uh, barrier of some sort and then scream really loud. And then it'll be back to the, Back to right. No, I love that. Um, I love that as a solution. Yeah. The Mel Gibson, <laughs> yeah. the, the lethal weapon to approach. For an elite athlete. Yeah, just smash <laughs> it a bunch against this locker. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, how about this? Please, Jason, no. <laughs> what do you know? You're just a physio. <laughs> oh, that's that's really funny. I don't I like don't watch movies and very famously have not seen almost any movies that anyone ever wants to talk about. Perfect. But mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon 2 is like right up my alley, and I have seen that. There you go. Hey. Oh my. They're a perfect guest so far. Flawless, flawless guest. <laughs> flawless right I'm like, do you guys want to talk it. about Senseless or Lethal Weapon? With Marlon Wayans oh, and David dude. Spade? Well, Marlon Wayans, David Spade, and um, Matthew, what's his name? He was in 13 Ghosts also. He, Matthew McConaughey? No, he plays the, <laughs> in Senseless, he plays the, um, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. I was thinking of Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. <laughs> Look at me over here. Another great film. <laughs> Supposed to be the movie buff. And I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's... The, Matthew Lillard, also one of our greats. Just to keep it in basketball, he's a distant cousin of Damian Lillard. That doesn't feel true. Okay, maybe not, but I thought I was just take a swing on that. <laughs> you just made that up to try. Hey, it's an NBA podcast, and I don't know, man. You like um, to do stuff. You just like to throw stuff out there. Maybe it sticks. Maybe it doesn't. <laughs> in some universe, Dame Time and Shaggy from the Scooby Doo movies. Yeah. They, are they cousins. Should. I mean, they need to collab on on a song. We were actually just talking before you got on about like I, I've heard people throw around Dame as the best like NBA rapper currently doing it. We're not going to dig into that because that is an off season episode but, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take, should we take a break? Come back, talk about your favorite moment from the first couple games, Miles, and then we'll uh, dig into your backstory, Sarah, and your your life uh, covering the NBA. 
The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. And we are back. Uh, I know we were talking about, Jack, your favorite moment was uh, that pool three, just splashing in the pool. Uh, But there was this one moment that I felt like so many people were talking about it on the Internet of, you know, Draymond Green was a big talking point in game two. Like, what's he doing? This guy's playing football out there. (laughs) And this one moment. You uh, do exclusively consume these games via the Celtics Reddit uh, (laughs) forum. So, look. (laughs) Uh, everybody's getting by how they can when their team's not in the offseason. Okay. And this one clip seemed to inspire much anger. And look, there's nothing like seeing Draymond just kind of pushing your team around down the court just so the greatest shooter of all time can have a nice open three. I mean, it wasn't open, but 
Yeah. So, so or, he could have a, a split second where he had a angle where he yeah, could take the shot like Top Gun style. Desperation yeah. from behind, but yet nothing could happen. So let's just Steph. enjoy this moment, Steph. So Steph's bringing it up. Draymond kind of pops out the uh, screen He's for like, him. He's like, hey, man, get out the way. My friend him. Steph wants to take a shot. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it's straight up. Let's just watch it one more time. Uh, just, watch, just follow Draymond on this. So he pops out, screens Steph's guy, screens his own man, but like the screen is just pushing, pushing them backwards like a bouncer. Um, yeah, hey, big man, sorry, man, uh, my little bro wants to take a shot. It really felt like being at like a, a basketball court where you play with bigger kids, and there's just like the one older kid is like, let my little brother take a shot, don't block it, and you're like. Ah! <laughs> But like I, I was saying, so I feel like Draymond is the Warriors dude. Marcus Smart is the Celtics dude. And these are the people who it looks like they're out there, like walking right up to the line, you know, maybe dancing on it a little more in Draymond's case. But I feel like they're the people who have studied like what exactly what is a foul and what isn't like more than anybody else. And are like this is not just being done by accident. They they're also like the smartest players out there, and like you know the the people who the other team. If you're rooting for the other team, you do not like these guys. Yeah, you know, and those are the teams you always want on your team down the road. Those dudes, yeah, they're the like I. It reminded me of like Rodman with the second three peep for the Bulls, like Lambeer with the Pistons. Um, we were trying to do it for like every kind of dynasty or championship team. Uh, I guess Sheed with the Pistons or Ben Ben Wallace with the Pistons. The the Pistons that that second round of the Pistons were just kind of a lot of these dudes. Yeah. Bird was kind of that guy, <laughs> like for the Celtics, he was just you know uh, really rough and he would like, just smart. punch people. Though. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I, I asked Jabari and Miles who it was for the uh, Lakers dynasty, and you guys were saying Rick Fox and Big Shot Bob, or yeah, and then yes. Meta for the for the later ones. Again, who a player who I despised until he showed yeah. up in our and uniform, you and you're like, that's why. That much and because there's nothing worse than having those players that energetically change the game. Like Draymond said after game two, he's like, in game one, it felt like they didn't feel us. They didn't feel our presence mm. and I can't, I wouldn't be able to go to sleep if we lost these finals and knowing we didn't actually let them know that we are here. You are playing against us. And when you see again, like what that does to a team and especially just as a fan watching that frustration from a player kind of getting in someone's head, it's a very potent force. And I think that's, it, it, it's nice to kind of see those, see that kind of really, uh, take center stage in the series because I really, I really, I really appreciate it. And there's like really smart stuff too. Like what you're talking about is uh, when you're, when you're saying knowing kind of where the line is and like how much you can push certain refs, but also like Draymond, Marcus Smart, especially Draymond in this case, like he knows when he gets an early tech, like that might be an actual tactic, right? Because if he, right. he knows that if he gets an early tech, that, sort of the ticky tack stuff that he might get a technical for in other games, they won't give it to him for the next three quarters because right, right. like that will be taken into consideration. Like they're not going to eject him for like, you know, a taunting foul. Right. And he also yeah. seems to have like 
refined it for himself too because there's been times when he does get ejected and that may change the entire complexion of a series absolutely uh and i think that's also you know i think everyone's kind of going in with their their new lessons but yeah it's always good to see all right sarah so you have what i think a lot of people would consider one of the best jobs in the world which is getting to watch basketball for a living see these guys in person and something i always like to ask people who get to do that is is there a player who you feel like people have to see in person or should have caught in person like just o- over your career there's a lot of a lot of times that i've thought that about a lot of different players i mean i used to think that about lebron like watching him in person my first couple of years covering the league was it's just unreal yeah. it's unreal because like you don't understand like what 6 9 280 and 4% body fat looks like until you and faster than anybody right <laughs> until like yeah. you see him like stretching before a game and like his legs are like the size of my entire body and i'm like i i just like don't understand how this physiologically works right right other guys that i i've thought that about are i think i think it's guys that i've been able to watch on a consistent basis so it's like you know if you watch clay thompson on one night or another and you don't see him around every day you might catch a good game of his but like if you were to watch him every single night, watch 82 games of Clay Thompson, right? Mm-hmm. He's so underrated defensively. And at least he was, you know, before the ACL and the Achilles, right? Um, right. And then I also saw him, I was in the building the night that he scored 37 points in a quarter. And like, it, wow. it is one of okay. the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like all of the rules about being a member of like press row and, like trying to keep it professional. All of that went out the window. Everyone that was You're just throwing beers everywhere. <laughs> everyone <laughs> like that was jumping on the people. Hey, give me you. your beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was we were all like screaming Yo. like we were watching a dunk contest and yeah. like just in awe of what was happening because it it didn't make sense. And it's you know, people forget that it wasn't just 37 points in a quarter. He was it wasn't even the whole quarter. It was like nine minutes and thirty seconds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's what <laughs> Forgive my ignorance. What's usually like the decorum uh or you know, what's the the sense of decorum with the press? Like no celebrating. Like no no overreacting. It. Like sometimes someone makes like a huge dunk or a crazy like, play oh, and we're like, "Oh, right. okay." Right. Um but <laughs> and then pretend to take notes on right. it like, yeah. "Wow." And you're texting like he <laughs> just caught the body. Clickety <laughs> <laughs> clack. Oh, that looked great. That's what all right. Um, that shot was so far far (laughs) Uh, yeah so you just I mean you're mostly it's just about like not overreacting you're being you're there because you're you're doing a job Job, like in that moment we were fans of the game because it was just insane it was mayhem it was insane what was happening so that's that's something that I'm always going to remember and also Joel Embiid is one that I think everybody should see because if people, especially from like fans of the Western Conference, you get to see the Eastern Conference players even less. And if you can go and watch that guy play a game, he's so impressive. The touch, somebody, yeah, you yeah. watching that, somebody Jack. that size with that touch and that footwork is really, is really cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, I played against Joel a little bit. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh my but, god! Uh, yeah, just getting to watch him like from fifteen rows back is pretty cool because you get a better sense of scale. 
I got to see LeBron up close at, I think it was the summer league in Boston, his rookie year. And even then, like I could, could not believe what I was seeing. But yeah, the, the clay thing though is, I mean, that, that has always stuck out to me as when he gets locked in, it's, it's otherworldly. And the fact that you were there for that in person, like I'm, I feel like I would be almost like a little bit like, it, it, I would feel like it was spooky. Like I would be like creeped out a little yeah, bit. I'd yeah. be like, yo. I've told this story before. I I left the arena that night and I cried in the parking lot. <laughs> wow. Cause you're just so moved. Yeah. Cause I was like, yeah. I, I felt what you were saying. Like, I'm so lucky that this is my job. And like, yeah, you know, like everyone else in the world, there are things that I complain about with my job, but I am completely aware of the privilege that like I get to watch this type of athletic greatness. And I left right. the arena that night. I was like, I got paid to look at that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. What were, <laughs> my life. Do you remember like a, a given reaction to like people in, in press row, like after he, like when he was just, cause at, at the end there, it was when you're playing NBA jam and you know that the computer is basically like glitching and <laughs> you can just like, touch it like with it just Boom, hit the button real quick Boom, and it's gonna go it's going right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just gonna go up and like he doesn't even really you don't have to like be squared up you don't even have to you just like tap it and the second it leaves your hand you know it's going in and that was like how he was shooting at the end mm -hmm. it was it, it was like he was just flicking it towards the basket yeah because he was like yeah no i don't know man it's just it's weird but everything that leaves my hands going in in this NBA game as I'm being guarded by uh, people with seven foot one wingspans. Do, do you remember like how other people were reacting or like what? Yeah, there's one moment that sticks out because kind of through the whole thing, all of us were like looking side to side at each other. And we were going, <laughs> and it was like we were all so confused. We, we were just like, yeah. wait, what? 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 Did that happen? What? And then there was a moment I'm sure that it, you know, you can find it on YouTube where there's a whistle or a dead ball for some reason, and he shoots after the whistle, and it goes in, and the right. the building erupted like he'd hit the winning shot during a game seven in the finals. And right. I remember, I'm pretty sure that it was Danny Larue who was sitting next to me, and he just he had like a notebook, and he just like threw it up and got up and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's the yeah. right response. And he's that's never fair. been seen again. <laughs> yeah, good. That was right. the last anyone ever saw of Danny LaRue. Yeah. He just walked off muttering into the uh, like forest the gum, bay. just all overgrown and <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's like, and he hasn't stopped walking since. <laughs> yeah, but it is like one of those things, like magic, right? Like when someone's doing a magic trick and they go pick a card, any card, and then they then they put it back and they shuffle it and then they go, is this your card? No. Is this your card? No. And they say, now check your back pocket. And you say, no. No. Yeah. no. And then it's in your and shoe. You, yeah. Right. And then you pull it out and you're like, ah! like that is the same thing of watching somebody so locked in because you have to go, this can't be possible. And it was so funny because while it was happening also, you could see that like Whatever game plan or scheme that the Warriors were playing with, they gave it up. And they and it was very obvious that their game plan was, okay, everybody just passed to Clay. And they were pa right. they were passing in the ball in ridiculous positions. Like yeah. spots where he did, had no business touching the ball. And like no one could do anything about it. And he was just he was tossing things up without looking. Like he was legit taking bad shots and everything right. just went in.
Yeah. Uh, he could not stop. He couldn't he couldn't have missed if he was trying to miss. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like at one point he might have been like, all right, I'm gonna actually try and shoot this off out of out of bounds, like miss the backboard and it and it went in. <laughs> there, there's a great clip that uh, Jabari put on the docket. It, it was not in the finals, but uh, it has to do with Clay. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it's Andre Iguodala calling travel on Clay during the season. Have you seen this clip? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clay's, get, Clay's getting his uh, feet set, and um, it, it's just a good like teammate moment. Because he does travel, he shuffles his feet. He kind of does like that hardened step back, where it's like, oh, a wait, what did I just? See? Yeah, what do my eyes just see? That's that's not legal. <laughs> um, but usually the decorum. Speaking of decorum, the decorum mm-hmm. for NBA teams is not to call travel on your own team. Nah. Um, but, but you know, uh, here, let's let's hit play. <laughs> <laughs> like I as love, the shot is going up, he's, uh, you can he's on up the baseline the doing the traveling arm, you know, the ref gesture. <laughs> do, doing the traveling arm ref gesture while imitating the foot shuffling with his own feet. <laughs> Stood up to make fun of him and the ref didn't call it, which was That's uh, great. nice of that. But I do I love the Warriors uh after, you know, these finals and I, I i am starting to really like the celtics the, everything you you read about uh Udoku is oh, like so good yeah so yeah. cool um really really like him so i'm not i'm not where i was before celtics fans okay um yeah i'm yeah. Not, got nothing on the line here um, as opposed to you know lakers fans who might have something i don't know but i don't know any lakers fans do i (laughs) nah nah none none that aren't tortured beyond belief i do have a question though sarah you know as a a fan of the game and someone who's witnessed some fantastic moments do you have a favorite finals moment since we're in the finals something that just warms your heart when you think about it yeah i like i do like emotional moments and so when i think of favorite finals moments i think of often think about when dirk when the when the Mavs won and Dirk had to leave the court so that he could like stop himself from crying. Yeah. And like when it just when it means that much to someone, it makes me feel like good. I'm glad they won. Like they deserve it. Cause if a guy like when guys don't feel emotionally invested, I'm like, well, give it to the guy that's crying then. <laughs> like, right. I want them right. to I, I want it to tear them up. I want it to matter like if if a team loses in the finals i want it to eat at them and i want it to really matter and a team wins the finals i want it to be like i want to see that it's the greatest glory in the world for them i want to be able to see it and what better what better indicator than this the time's running out on the heat and dirk immediately runs to the tunnel and leaves the court yeah as to the point team. where, like, you can't believe he won. A, he just won the finals. He's crying into his jersey. The emotions of Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. What he's always dreamed of, hoping to have another chance after the bitter loss in 2006. An unlikely playoff run capped off by Dallas upsetting LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and the favored Miami Heat. It's one of those things where you can just tell, right, how important every 
every single action they've done in their life yeah is to build towards that moment right and when you get there some people you see people all the time like in the olympics some people collapse right because they can't believe it i love it some people are just overjoyed but that's like kind of i think that's the thing we all love about sport is because when you're watching it you can tell these people are so dedicated to a singular purpose and when they get there there's nothing sweeter than that and you're like oh i I, where's the finals for podcasting? See, I find it helpful to collapse before, like during the competition, because ah. then I never win it and there's no emotions at stake. <laughs> so just physically collapse, emotionally collapse, like <laughs> the second anything's on the line at all. Wait, there's for, stakes? Yeah. <laughs> no, I truly, I truly, in my personal life, I really understand an emotional collapse. <laughs> To preserve ourselves. Yeah, I sure. I cried because someone else scored 37 points. So I can't imagine what I wouldn't be able to physically handle it if any if the stakes were high for me. Mm. All right. Should we take a quick break and then we'll yeah. come back and hit you with some lightning round questions? Sure. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. And we're back. And I think this is a, our new tradition is we'd like to close out the show with some rapid fire questions with our guest. So, Sarah, when we ask these questions, just don't even think, just react. Uh, give us your answer. Perfect. Uh, and because we just want to pick your brain. Uh, and let's start the clock now. Jack, you may begin the question. We call it a lightning round because lightning is fast. And so yep. the, <laughs> the idea is that these are like questions we're going to ask fast. Super and then quick. Oh, it's, it's really quickly. good when you have to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, just uh, FYI, what's lightning? full background. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to make sure you weren't caught unaware. Real quick. And so now I'm going to ask the question, as Miles mentioned 30 seconds ago. Right. I'm but going before to that. Before that, we like to mention, we like this segment to be so quick, you know, <laughs> just no reason to, to, to draw this out. We want this to be super quick so people get a lot of information really Is quickly. Is the segment we like over Jordan or shot. has it started? <laughs> Think Jordan uh, pull shot so far, so right? Far. So We're far. We're thinking quick. So take take the far, place with quick. And Mental. away. Great. We we go go, which is a line from uh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight, which is uh, the Joker says it. Yes. Um, and <laughs> who played him again? Uh, Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath yeah, Ledger. Yeah. That's right. And, and he... what we're doing is balancing the ledger with some questions. <laughs> uh, number one, best NBA arena not named Vivint. I love Little Caesars Arena, the new Detroit arena. Uh, that's mm. a very good one. Uh, Ty, I love the Hornets. Arena Madison Square Ooh. Garden is uh, is obviously legendary, <laughs> but um, also Little Caesar. Uh, those are just they're really good arenas, great places to watch a basketball game. Also, the Suns Arena, it's uh, Footprint Center, I think is now the name of it. But I feel like those Footprint are Center. those are very good arenas. Nice. Wow, uh, I had not I had not heard the thing about the Pistons or the uh, Hornets. As someone who so. loves crazy bread. I mean, say less. I'm, I'm yeah. there. The thing is, you know also I mean? the I don't know how or why, but the the Little Caesars food at Little Caesars Arena is better than you'll get it anywhere else. Oh, I love that, that makes sense. They're saving their fastball up. Speaking of food, which arena has the most underrated food? And I know you said Little Caesars, so that gets in there. But expand on that, please. Are there any other places? So I mean, I'm I'm speaking to like the media dining, which is not going to be the okay. fan experience, like eating out on the concourse. And so okay. uh, the Houston Rockets, they've always got like a beautiful charcuterie board in the media room. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I, yes, I would love some brie and some like fresh Kalamata olives. Thank you. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. okay. In comparison, right? If Houston's coming with the charcuterie, what are you used to usually for your, your media meal? I don't know, like a really dry buffet chicken breast that's just been yes. really overcooked and then like a hot dog that's on a stale bun. Okay, mm -hmm. fantastic. Which, like, yeah. I'll go. eat. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Young player, you expect to take the, the leap next season. So Ja would be our example for this season. Is there a young player who you think next year we're going to all be talking about them on shows like Mad Boosties? Mm -hmm. 
which is most people's touchstone for like, you know, NBA content. Feels like a cop out to say like Evan Mobley, but he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. I love Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes. Like those are guys that I am absolutely certain are going to be great. So I'm watching them. Mm. Okay. Next question. 96 Bulls or the 16 Warriors in a series? Oof. 96 Bulls. Okay. Two players from the 90s you'd love to see in today's game. Dennis Rodman, Larry Bird. Oh, mm. yeah. I like, I love that answer. I, just, I, I love, I, uh, I want a guy who like, doesn't need to be provoked to punch someone. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he comes into the game in a good mood and thinks I might punch someone tonight. Let me turn this up. A little yeah. Bit. yeah. And, <laughs> and also like, I just think those guys could play in any era of basketball. Yeah. yeah. Rodman is such a good example of like the kind of Draymond thing and like, you know, people underrated thing that I think we saw a little bit in the like last dance, but like how much studying he does on like energy uh, merchants. Yeah. Wa know. Watching uh, the ball hits um, the room. It goes ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and finally, it, you can fill Utah's coaching void, bit of a thought experiment mm -hmm. with any available candidate. What direction are you going in? Do you like in a Dan Tony of vocals, stats, an assistant? What do you, what do you, what I mean, do you there's do? two different ways to answer this question, right? It's like, if I am GM and I'm running the ship, what am I doing? Or what yeah. do I think is best for the people that are already in those positions? If I'm running you it, you can't say Miles or me. Yeah. You can't say Miles or me. If I'm running everything, the first thing I'm doing is just blowing it up. Like, I, I'm, I'm trading everyone. I'm, bringing on like expiring contracts and just like trying to stockpile assets because I don't think that they can get better through trading right now. And mm. um, in that case, then I want someone that's going to do really well for young players. And so I wouldn't have waited so long and I would have got Kenny Atkinson. And, but now that mm. that doesn't seem like it's a choice, I kind of think that Fisdale would be really good. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say you'd blow it up so that you could, move them to a different market like the <laughs> owner from uh the the movie major league but that's also a good strategy i like that all right well you have you have passed our lightning round lightning. i know you probably like didn't even realize it had started no, it yeah. so quickly i didn't um <laughs> see told you real quick sarah todd such a pleasure having you yeah. on uh miles and jack i'm at boosties and now of course you have officially by appearing on the show co-endorsed the uh idea that miles and i both have mad boosties yep. um and we can use you as a reference for that fact uh i used to be able to touch net miles i think still can touch rims so I, yep, I um rims. <laughs> no big deal no big deal can't can't get the ball through there though just me with the with my hand grabbing the rim but Sarah, where can people find you and listen to you, uh, your podcasts or your work? How, where do they where do they catch? You? Uh, you can find me nowhere near the rim. Um, I won't. <laughs> I cannot touch rim. <laughs> you can find me on the defensive end or on all the social medias at NBA Sarah. And you can listen to the podcast Unsalvageable. And if you want to read about the Utah Jazz, all my stuff's at Deseret.com. D-S-E-R-E-T. All right. Go do it. Go mm -hmm. listen to the podcast. Yes, yes. Sarah Todd, one, one of our favorite guests. It's been such a pleasure having you. Can I just say yeah. that you guys have mad boosties? Oh, you did it. <laughs> and that's 
that's we've that's had locked so in. many guests come on and not one of them have said that at the end i feel mm-hmm. like i'm the old man in indiana jones and the last crusade uh the old knight and just had suitor after suitor come and just wither away and finally we have somebody who has chosen wisely <laughs> and complimented our boosties uh i i thought it would be good to take a long walk on a movie reference with somebody who has already said they don't watch a lot of movies and don't get movies i'm not a monster so. i've seen all of the uh I, I, the I thought you were i thought you were gonna say that i tore your heart out no 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 you have made me feel very good about myself <laughs> thank you wow wipe those tears off jack uh I'm not well crying. that <laughs> there's something okay. in my eyes here i'll do the outro then thank you so much for joining us for this episode of miles and jack got mad boosties uh enjoy game three uh although they've already I'm, enjoyed game three enjoy yeah. game four four yeah Five. i will enjoy game three i'm speaking to us and okay. this is a and professional you enjoy podcast. game three sir I will. And to you as well. Uh, Thanks so much, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.